okay with playing things that are bigger. And Disney is amazing and I am not discounting that, but saying, I think I want more for my creative journey than quote unquote, just playing a Disney princess. Hello, we are here with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 15 of Untamed Shrews <laughs> Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Don. And welcome to today's episode. Today, we are chatting with my gal pal, Rena Nightingale. She is an actress and an author hailing from sunny Southern California. I'm so jealous. It's cold. Well, it's sunny here, but cold still. But before we get started with Rena, let's do a quick check-in with the shrews because we didn't have Don last month. Yeah. Don, how are you doing? Ah! <laughs> large eyes guys very large yeah eyes. my first day is a stay at home working mother and yeah, um i think i've gotten about 15 minutes of work done so <laughs> we're not off to a stellar start <laughs> but starting tomorrow i have some uh grandmother backup so mm. hopefully we'll get things rolling but yeah baby's doing good I'm doing good um it's just it's a whole new world for me so oh I missed you so freaking much like (laughs) I was fine but like I just really miss you like I don't like I don't want to be in charge in a vacuum anymore I just really want you back (laughs) yeah yeah I I just I miss your camaraderie like I I text you literally every day with like a what do you think of this idea what is this like how do you like this and it's just like it's just not the same without you (laughs) yeah I think you got a a taste of what it was like for me before you and Becky and you can see why I loved you both so much (laughs) from the very beginning I was like oh thank god it's so it's so different to work in a vacuum and anyone who's out there running their own company or trying to start their own thing like when you get employees it gets so much better (laughs) and of course like Amy and Raquel are amazing but they're super part-time and they're not here in Flagstaff so it really it really falls on me. It like truly does mm-hmm. fall on me. There's like literally no one else to do it. Like <laughs> if something needs to get done, unless yeah. it's like specifically casting related or like venue related, like it really did fall on me. And if it was something that had to be like physically done here in Flagstaff, like I was it. So I was just yeah. like, I don't want to be alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone anymore, Hannah. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad you're back. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, that's good. And Blake is like so much better bigger now and his eyes are open and he can like Blake I feel like that was just such like there was a moment where it was like oh my gosh Blake's eyes are open and he's smiling and it's like oh he's so giggly now yeah just watching his journey on (laughs) your stories is yeah Blake's journey of growing up (laughs) his two months happiest baby I'm like I'm gonna knock on wood like I don't know we got like the happiest baby and we're so lucky he's like such a sweetheart and so um yeah like lively and engaged and just amazing kid so good I'm so glad he's the cutest yeah Yeah. we lucked out (laughs) yeah and he just turned two three months three three Ah! he's a quarter of a year old whoa that's not how we uh measure time with babies (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) well we can start 
<laughs> no, they do like literally I'm like kind of thing where he could tell you like how many days out yeah. of the year he was, like what percentage of a year old he was. I okay. forget how to do it though. Okay, that's funny. But you can do that. Yeah. I don't know. I shouldn't have interjected because I can't remember how to do it. <laughs> you can cut that, Hannah. Good information. Ah, I probably won't. <laughs> Bex, how about you? What are you up to? Yeah, uh, it's a pretty quiet winter for me here in Flagstaff. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm just like hibernating. Like, I don't know. It's just been a quiet winter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, I feel like I, I mean, I'm taking like aerial classes mm-hmm. and Wow, do I just love that so much? Oh, and I yeah. just want to be like really good. Yeah. I, we're working on it. Don't we all? <laughs> One week at a time. Um, but yeah. 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 I mean, the Shrew crew should know by now. But we talk about Ariel a lot. So if you don't know that we're aerialists and that we love Ariel, then like, have you really been listening? And also, shameless plug. Well, not it's not my company, but plug for Momentum Ariel and Flagstaff. If you are in the Flagstaff area and you want to know why me, Becky, and Dawn are just so happy all the time, it's because we do Ariel and it's therapy. <laughs> um, so you should check them out. Yeah. How are you good. doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, let's see. I I mean, I haven't like talked about it much on the podcast, but um there's just been a lot of family stuff going on for me and I'm getting ready to travel to California for a pretty significant amount of time. Um so most of March I will be gone. Um so I'm just kind of getting prepped for that and you know, I just I I feel I feel good, but I feel like daily, I'm, I'm really, I'm not very motivated, which is like super unlike me. Like I work very few hours each day because I just feel like I get exhausted really quickly. And I've just like never really experienced that. I just feel like I'm emotionally exhausted. Um, and that's just like, you guys know me. That's like, just not me. Um, so it's been rough. It's been a like similar to you. It's been a very quiet winter. I would say since Christmas, I have felt, um, I have felt like I couldn't really get going. Like I couldn't really get started. And like now it's literally February 28th. Like it's the end of February. And I I just feel like I haven't really done that much since like the middle of December. But I'm trying to give myself grace because like this is not something I've ever really experienced before. And I don't know. It's winter. You guys know I love the sunshine. I hate being cold. So, I mean, maybe it's like some version of seasonal depression plus emotional (laughs) baggage that I'm dealing with. And so I don't know. I'm generally good, but I just feel like not super myself lately. So trying to, you know, but stuff like this makes me so happy, like. The podcast brings me so much joy and Ariel. Yeah. Ariel and I'm dating again. I know. (laughs) Things are crazy. Um, So, yeah, just like honestly, a lot of life changes in the last since like October. Oh, my gosh. Like every month since October has brought some like big new life change and I'm just like I can't with this anymore (laughs) these are so many things I'm dealing with so yeah I the not a very like happy check-in I guess but still good uh just navigating a a lot of stuff yeah so but good it's like almost springtime looking forward to just acknowledging it and being like this is why I'm exhausted. Um, that is awesome. Hannah, like don't beat yourself up about being exhausted emotionally. Like that's the place you're in. And right. 
just being like, I got a couple hours of work today done today. And that's great. Like that's what I managed to do. And now I'm just going to listen to my body and be tired. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And yeah. It's not even like physical exhaustion. It's just like, I don't know. It's not like brain fog, but it's just like when I yeah. think of new projects, it just they overwhelm me in a way that like they never have before. I mean, certain things I'm 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 able like um y'all will hear we ch- we chatted with Rena today about um like the one woman show that I'm working on and there are some things that like I'm feeling motivated for, but other things and like like Ariel, I feel very motivated for Ariel, but I just feel unmotivated in the things that I usually feel really motivated in. So it's just like, yeah, a funky like discovering like that I just am not very used to. Um I like pride myself in being like positive to a fault you know so i'm like why aren't i positive all the time um but that that can't be always (laughs) so is what it is but i got new headshots taken by your husband and they're great (laughs) (laughs) they look really good thank you i feel like i really needed beautiful thanks we like everyone needs new headshots this is your sign to treat yourself (laughs) to new headshots because i have been using the same headshots since uh like four five years ago so y'all this is your this is your sign (laughs) go get new headshots (laughs) i was um updating my website and then also well hannah i think you'd mentioned it when we all logged into the zoom and my photo is different Mm -hmm. but i'm using a different headshot that i haven't used before but i was just like looking at the ones because i did a session in january of 2020 Mm -hmm. and i've really just primarily stuck to one since then Mm -hmm. i mean not that i'm really using it it's uh, a great one though it's so good the colors just pop thank you um so yeah so i was just like going through some of them and I was just like, wow, I really love this one. I love this one, too. I look so happy. This Yay. is so commercial. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, now I'm just trying to, I guess, use more of them because I've yeah. really only stuck with the one. But again, I'm not, like, actively sending out my headshot <laughs> and resume. But, you know, just keep it mixing things it's up fresh. a little bit. Yeah, keep yeah. it fresh. Yeah. And it's honestly not just for auditions, which it's funny because, like, I just finished – like audition season is kind of like slowing down i sent off a bunch of auditions like a month ago and now i just got new headshots which feels a little silly but you know it's like it's for our website it's for you know even as simple as like the little like bubble google on our icon email. or yeah. that yeah uh-huh yeah so like you know it's just good to freshen it up yeah get change it up you know mix it so, up a bit yeah exactly yeah. all right well that was our shrew check-in <laughs> Now back to the episode with Rena. Welcome, Rena. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Shrews. It's so good to be with you guys, and it's so nice to meet you guys via <laughs> Zoom. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, Rena is a friend that I met through one of my amazing closest best friends in college. Shout out to Demarie. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening. <laughs> Especially if you're also on the on the pod today, Rena. This is like going to be Demarie's favorite episode. Oh yeah, like a Demarie twofer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Rena, can you tell the um the the piteousness <laughs> The shroopies, <laughs> the shroozies, the shrew crew, a little bit about you, um, what you're up to right now, your hyphens, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm Renna Nightingale. And as we all have our many hyphens, <laughs> I would say mine are actor, writer, and coach. And I have, I just love stories just like you guys. And ever since I was seven years old, I knew that that's what my life was going to be about. I, I was in a production of Oklahoma and I turned <laughs> to my mom at seven and I said, mom, this is what I'm doing with my life. And, you know, of course she laughed. I was like, okay, that's nice, sweetie. But you know what? Here I am all those years later. And I've been so grateful. This story loving life of mine has just been an adventure through and through. And it's taken me all over the world. And I'm so grateful during the pandemic, I got to spend time at Hong Kong Disneyland being a lead vocalist. And wow. I have some really exciting <laughs> news. I'm super excited to share with you guys. Ah, too. I know. I saw on the outline. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited too weeks from today you guys I am heading out with Royal Caribbean as a performer Yay! so that's going to be the rest of this year for me that's so exciting. Oh, thanks you guys going to get to explore a bunch of new shows aboard as well as I'm most excited I get to be in charge of my own 20-minute cabaret oh. so I got to write oh. and direct oh gosh, and so have my excited. own script and wow. choose my own costumes and um, and that's going to oh. be so, so much fun. You guys understand, like at being a creative on many different levels and getting to use all my hyphens yeah. um, together <laughs> is going to be so exciting and, and fun to add some, you know, ownership over the creativity for my next adventure. Oh, oh my is gosh. That yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. Did you pitch that to them or when you auditioned, were they also, did they see that you have all of these, uh, a background in all of these other aspects and they were like, oh, this would be great if we to to invite her onto the ship to also then do yeah. her own cabaret. What was that process like? Oh my goodness. Becky, I wish that it was like that where they saw my resume and they're like, whoa, she has all these different crowns in her box. Let's use them. But it just came to me in my contract. It was like surprise. Besides yeah, besides doing your roles in our normal shows, you're also going to need to provide this set. And at first it felt a little intimidating because um, I've done some cabarets here and there, but never as like my own entity. And um, so I kind of, I like sat in the nervousness and the anxiety of like, oh my goodness, this is for a huge company. You know, what can I do? And then trying to think about the audience, what's going to serve the wide range of people who come on Royal Caribbean cruises, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, so I'm so excited that I landed on love songs through the decades. So I'm doing one song per decade starting in the 50s. Oh. And that has, I cannot tell you guys how much fun I've been mm-hmm. having and um, coming off of working for Disney. Um, where everything there, I loved it, by the way. So this is zero shade. It's just yeah. comparing to different experiences. Yeah. Um, and, and Disney, everything is curated for you. Right. And There's like almost I no in. individuality at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Because I am i don't get to be myself. Right. And I'm stepping into shoes of characters that we all know and love and are very protective over. And so when I tell you that the detail of um direction and it was just like Hannah said like I'm not I'm not supposed to bring my own individuality I'm supposed to bring bring in characters we know and love to life exactly as they are and so I feel really grateful to say okay what is something that I want to bring to the story um to our guests in this way and so that's really feeding my creative mm-hmm. spirit that's so exciting and it's actually so funny because I am working on a one-woman show right now Oh, cool. Yeah. So I did it in college. Um, It was one of the most amazing assignments Um, in like my senior musical theater class. um, Shout out to Melinda, my professor. She had us like write our own like 30 minute 
like one person shows. And she's like, I want this to be something that you can pull out when you're living in New York and you're not booking work and you just like want to create your own thing. Like I want you to know what it's like to create one so that you can do it. So I'm revamping that. I mean, I wrote it when I was like 21. So I mean, it's I'm a little bit of a different human now, but, um, you know, five years later. Um, so I'm kind of revamping it, but some of the songs in Patter are fairly similar. So I'm, I'm going to make it a little bit longer and, um, I'm changing out some of the, some of the stories and, um, that kind of thing. And, uh, so that's funny. I'm going to have to pick your brain because I'm like basically doing the exact same thing right now. Yeah. And vice versa. And Hannah, I would love to know as you are revisiting this piece that you had, Back when you were 21 is it interesting to see how you viewed yourself oh versus how you view yourself now <laughs> well so actually it's funny because do you want to know what that one woman show was literally about it <laughs> was it, it was about um me losing weight in college so this entire <sighs> yeah. one woman show um i remember i i like workshop different names um at one point it was called Wildflower and one at one point it was called Square Peg Round Hole. <laughs> I think I landed on I Am Playing Me was the name of it. Mm. Um, but it was almost entirely about my body image journey, which is what mm. we will talk about with you as well, because wow. we're going to talk about your book. But um, yeah, so it's funny that you brought this up and that like that's literally what it was about. Now, when I'm looking at it now um, and I'm revamping it, it's about that. But I mean, I'm like six years out from my like body transformation, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So like it's just not as like obviously present in my brain right now. Mm. So to be honest, it's mostly about boys. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's mostly about like love and loss right now. Um, yeah. Uh, the drama. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it's but I've, it still has that in it. Um, so because, yeah, yeah, it's still the same story, of course, but it, it just doesn't it's not like the most important thing to me anymore, which at the time it very much was. Um, yeah. So yeah. anywho, Dang. that's so exciting. Well, I can't wait to hopefully see your one woman show. Yeah, and yeah. All those topics are incredibly relevant and resonant so i'm sure it's gonna kick butt and be amazing oh thank you so much (laughs) okay well um i just can't wait to pick your brain uh i would love to talk about your book i would love to talk about disney um but like maybe let's maybe let's start with disney and um your experience in hong kong um i'm especially interested i've mentioned this on the pod before i really considered doing the like SoCal thing and I really wanted yeah. to do the Disney route. So yeah. it is fascinating um, because I know so many gals my age who have auditioned and auditioned and auditioned and you too. Yeah. Like I know a little bit about your Disney story where you've auditioned yeah. for Disney for like six years in a row. You never get booked. And then like, why do you all of a sudden get booked? Like, I just want to yeah. hear a little bit about it. Cause I mean, the three of us have never done the, um, yeah, like the, the cruise track. or Disney route. Yeah. So I would just love to hear a, a bit about it. Absolutely. Um, and actually, that's a perfect segue because the book really started with my chronicles and my adventures and experience at Disney. So that okay. well done. It's like you knew. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> it's like we're professional podcasters or something. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And it's the presence of that. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so my journey with Disney started when I was 17. I went to my very first Disney audition, and I made it to the end to play Belle at Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh. And um, they saw I was 17. Um, I was too young, but they were like, hey, come back. We really like you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds amazing. So naturally, the second I turned 18, I went to every Disney audition. I went to face yeah. characters. I went to singers. I went to actors. I went to everything for Hong Kong Disney and Tokyo Disney and Disneyland. And I'd always, you guys, I would always, always, always make it to, like, final callbacks. And it would be this, there's a stage where that you have to fill out all the paperwork. And they tell you, hey, you'll hear back from us within six months. And so then you're like, six oh, my months. gosh. Like, oh, I my goodness. start packing my bag. <laughs> yeah. And I got to get my passport and I got to do all the things. And then literally for 10 years, it was crickets. And so I got to the point, I think about six years in when I was just like, I'm not going anymore. And it was a, it was a big moment for me where I know this is a podcast and y'all can't see me, but like, I have a very strong face structure <laughs> and I was convinced that like my, my strong nose and my strong jaw that I looked like a villain. And I was like, I guess I just don't look like a Disney princess. And it, for me, it was a moment of saying, I think I'm okay with playing things that are bigger and Disney is amazing. And I am not discounting that, but saying, I think I want more for my creative journey than quote unquote, just playing a Disney princess. Yeah. Can I feel like you're you smiling? Can't, well, can't see it. Are, yes. are we Gina, more themes? Well, Gina was Gina's clapping. clapping. Yeah. In the booth. Oh, the revelation. Thanks, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Gina was like, <laughs> yes, thank you. yeah, she was really happy about what thank you were you saying. Thank you so much. <laughs> So there I was deciding, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to knock on Disney's door. If they want me, they can come find me. <laughs> and uh, it had, it was literally 10 years. I was 17. And then when I was 27, actually 26 in like a couple months before my birthday, <laughs> my agent sent me to a Hong Kong Disneyland audition. And I was like, why? This is such a waste of time because yeah. they clearly don't want me. And I showed up and, um, I was singing for a uh, friend of is Disney <laughs> speak, and that's how yes. I continue to phrase characters. Friend of Ariel, and in the music, it's much higher than what they use in the show. And I, I cracked on the high note, and I was just like, "Well, this is embarrassing." And our casting director said, "Hey, can you sing for Friend of Merida?" And I was like, "I don't really. I didn't. I'd only seen Brave once, and um, I got the sheet music on the spot with sight reading. And I was like, you know what? I." sounded really good on this you know like <laughs> she's a belter and that's really my avenue and I thought you know what I, I I feel really good about this this was a good time forgot about it that was in November in uh February 2020 before mm. things really kicked off for us here in the states um I got an email um from my agent it was like you're going to Hong Kong and you're gonna <laughs> be friends with Merida and I had forgotten about it and it was one of the happiest surprises in my emails yeah. I don't know if you guys ever do that where you oh, forget yeah. you audition for something and it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. well I guess yep. my life is changing now how <laughs> yeah. exciting um it was very um traumatic is not the word I, I want it was dramatic dramatic yeah. um where I was supposed to leave April of 2020 to go to Hong Kong things kicked off for us in COVID in March yeah. and it was just up in the air every single day getting different emails from the company saying like you're going you're not going you're going you're not going um I had to turn in all this paperwork and and the government in Hong Kong is very strict as you might imagine and so I, I had to go through a lot of hoops to even, you know, be considered to be let into the country before yeah. even working for Disneyland. Um, a, a miracle happened. I made it over there and um, had to quarantine, quarantine for two weeks by myself um, where I experienced, you know, real Hong Kong cuisine for the first time, <laughs> which was quite an adventure. And Hong Kong is known for its amazing food. Um, 
but sometimes it can be a little rough if you're, you know, just getting hotel meals, um, three times a day for two weeks. (laughs) Um, but Hong Kong was absolutely incredible. The culture is this melting pot. It's full of what's called expats. So people like myself who have expatriated, expatriated is the verb, I believe, (laughs) from their own countries and they come in. And so it's very welcome to people who are not native Hong Kongers. Mm. And the city is just full of the best food from all over the world and arts. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And the people are kind and welcoming. And the culture is very collectivistic over individualistic. So whereas in America, we're like, what's best for me? The culture is what's best for us. And I really saw that play out with all of the COVID isms, where people do put on their masks, and they do wash their hands, and they do show social distance as much as you can. And I'm really small place with a lot of mm-hmm. people. Um, but I, I was in the safest place that I could be in the early days. Um, and I met the best people from all over the world. Some of my best friends were from, for, from London and from Yorkshire. And I met an amazing best friend from Florida. And um, I could not have asked for any more in the friend aspect. And I took Cantonese lessons and mm-hmm. It was really became such a home for me, and I it, I counted as one of the greatest experiences of my life. And on the performing aspect, it was such a dream come true and a dream that I thought was dead, you know. <laughs> but you know oh, that audition put oh, a little babe. rain and soil on it. And don't we understand? Yeah. <laughs> I I really resonated with the whole like I sent out an audition and then I forgot about it because I sent <laughs> out forty. You know, like, yeah, right. <laughs> like I sent out so many that how do I know what I'm even? Yeah. yeah. But that's, yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, that's so exciting. Um, I would love to hear um, and sort of open it up a little bit of like the Disney style and like, um, you know, me, Becky and Dawn are more like on the traditional side of theater. Um, yeah. But I always thought I'd be a good fit for Disney because I have a very performative style. Um, mm, very expressive. Yeah, and... I'm very like loud. I, um, you know, my facial expressions are just like over the top, yes. which is like why I could never do film, I don't think. I'm just like, <laughs> I am not subtle enough. Um, and that I, is fair. And I love yeah, that you yeah. know that about yourself. You know, you're not trying to be something that you aren't. You know which mediums fit your strengths. I love that. Right. What's I, up, X? Oh, just in college, my senior year I auditioned for like the student films or whatnot and (laughs) having a strong theater background and also like I don't know I was probably out like partying the night before (laughs) maybe not in the best headspace uh for that audition (laughs) but I knew I was friends with some of the people and after that audition like one of them just like yeah your faces and I was just like "Ooh, rude okay okay I was like, I'm a theater actor. All right. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dawn, I don't think, have you ever considered like the Disney cruise, uh, that sort of realm? I, I mean, I've talked about how I always thought I might do that, but I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about that. No, I never thought about it. It's really interesting. I have um, kind of like Becky was saying in college, I dabbled in film um, and actually like what, what came of that was just uh, all of my professors being like, you are like commercial material. Mm. Anyone would trust your face. Anyone would trust your voice. Like you could sell some Zyrtec. (laughs) I really don't want to. Uh, Well, and you have done. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say you have done um, commercials for the city of Flagstaff, right? I have. (laughs) Amazing. Three commercials for the city of Flagstaff. (laughs) 
Two of which uh, Garrison Garcia played my husband in. <laughs> which uh, Garrison was on episode How to three? Be an Ally? Yeah. Um, yeah. Go back and listen if you missed yeah. that yeah. one. But, uh, but, it's um, true. You have a very trust. I, I would trust your yes. face. If I was going through a crisis in a grocery store, I would find you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I've done, I did a lot of like, uh, you know, I did like some work for Gold Canyon. Uh, yeah. Gold Canyon Candles and like a couple other modeling oh. gigs along those lines when I was living in Phoenix. Um, and it was great money for a very short period of time. But right. of course, like I didn't love it artistically. I loved it because right. I met amazing people. You get to show up like, you know, you get to roll out of bed and show up and someone does your hair and mm-hmm. someone does your makeup and they lay out your three outfits. And um, I joked that I often played like the token white girl, like, <laughs> we all, yeah. like we would show up and it would often be like the same four women. And so we kind of got to know each other and, um, and we had a lot of fun, but you know, it's not artistically fulfilling. So right. outside of that, I never really thought about like Disney or um, of course I went there as a kid and right. I loved it. And I was a huge, I mean, my mom says I watched Cinderella like 10,000 times uh, when Didn't I was a little all. girl. I loved, mm-hmm. I can still sing like every word of every Cinderella song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it's so great. But yeah, no, I never really thought about it. Yeah. You definitely, you have the Disney look though. Yes. You're teensy, you're teensy, you have bright blue giant eyes. Yeah. Got that Tinkerbell over there. Yeah. 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 Very round (laughs) face. Like your cute little cheeks. It's so fascinating in the Disney world. I mean, we're, we're going to chat and actually I want to hear about Becky too, whether or not you ever considered it, but um, in the Disney world, it's just so specific. And we're going to talk about body, body stuff for the, for the, uh, to talk about your book a little bit, but like what was hard for me for Disney and like I make this joke sometimes, I'm 5'8", unless Disney asks, then I'm 5'7". <laughs> and I make that joke because like literally to be a Disney princess, you have to be like 5'5 five, five to 5'7 five, or whatever. And I'm like 5'7 and three quarters or something. So like I'm 5'8 to, to myself. But like if Disney calls, I'm 5'7, <laughs> definitely 5'7. And they're like so specific, like down to weight. Like Disney is down yeah. to like cup size, weight, height, yeah. all those things. And so it's like you we admire the like this this realm and this world, but it also can be really toxic. Um and so I I felt myself when I did lose weight, I was like, oh my gosh, I can do it now. Like, oh my gosh, I could be a Disney princess now because like I fall into the like proper, you know, like goalposts. Um but it's a little bit of a scary that's a scary way to think of like I have to be within five five and five seven and between one twenty and one fifty pounds or whatever yeah. it is, um, yeah, crazy. Um, but I wanted to know Becky if you had ever thought about it or if it was yeah. not really ever something you considered. No, um, yeah, I've considered it. I when I was in college, I went to an audition. They had an open call in Philly, and the two things, only thing that I remember is that they did measure everybody their height really yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, like going up against a wall and then I think we did like an across the floor but I Mm. couldn't tell you if it was a like a dance combination or if it was like be a character or I don't know um obviously nothing came out Mm -hmm. of that 
Um, and then I also did apply for their um, college uh, internship program. Oh, oh yeah, Disney yeah. College program. Yeah, my uh, senior year um, of college as well. And I did get in, but... <gasps> oh, really? I've I never did, heard yeah. this. Well, I didn't go because I had a summer job and I knew when that end date was. And Disney couldn't tell me when my start date was. <gasps> and I was like, well, then I can't do this because I don't know if I'm available. Right. So they didn't tell yeah, me. So I had to turn it down. Um, did you, cause don't you get like little, like you get like a section or something? What yeah. was your like in- emphasis? Um, it was assignment. probably retail. Retail. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who have done it yeah. and have, some are still with them, with, yeah. um, with Disney and they've kind of moved on in their career or moved higher up that ladder. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess that was like my hope, but, <laughs> but they couldn't tell me uh, when my start date was. And, <laughs> are, and Becky is so <laughs> on it. I mean, she is, you know production manager stage manager to a tease she's like no i need these dates y'all yeah i auditioned once in new york for the disney cruise and i remember um i did actually get to sing um which i'm surprised because it was like at pearl studios yeah like i remember you know being in line and like it was very much the like traditional new york experience so i'm actually very very surprised i got seen at all and um i i'm just i was so green i was so (laughs) green it was it was pretty bad honestly i mean everyone starts somewhere yeah (laughs) i was just like oh my gosh and i don't think i got to dance um i don't remember but anyway that was a technically the only disney disney audition i've done but Oh, it went well, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like fall on my face, but I also didn't book it. So (laughs) clearly didn't go that well. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm so glad that you had a good experience in Hong Kong, even though it was like, obviously, such a weird time to be moving to Hong Kong. Um, So when did they actually send you over? I got to leave four days after my original start date, which I thought to be a miracle. And it was very um, intense at LAX, they had to call the Hong Kong government and get special clearance for me to enter. Even though I had my visa, I had my letter from Disney, they called the government and they said, is Renan Nightingale allowed in your country? (laughs) And they were like, yep, send her through. But it was very stressful because they were like, we won't let you, you're not, you know, a Hong Kong resident. We're not going to let you in. I was like, listen, but the mouse says I can go. And and they're like, all right, come on in. The mouse, Um, the mouse trumps all. (laughs) Honestly. She says that she wears it. They value very much over there in Hong Kong, which I discovered. How funny. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would love to hear a little bit more about your book. And, you know, you mentioned that, it, like, that's a great segue um, because it yeah. kind of started with Disney. And I was kind of mentioning, like, sort of that scary idea that we have to look a very certain way yeah. in, in the theater world. And um, if you're listening and you want to know a little bit more about, like, our individual body image journeys, please go listen to our body image episode. I keep I, – I can't keep track. I keep being like, maybe three. I think it was three. <laughs> I don't know. One of our early episodes. All of the episodes that we're mentioning, maybe they're three. three. I don't know. I don't know. One of our early episodes is her body image episode. So go give that a listen, definitely. But yeah, tell us a bit about your book that is coming out. And uh, yeah, I love to hear about it. Hey, Um, so while I was in Hong Kong, we had many a shutdown um, of the park because of COVID numbers. And they were very, very small, but the government was very careful. And so there would be months at a time when I was not allowed to go to work and we really weren't allowed to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they took, they took those shutdowns very, very seriously. And so my friends and I got together every day 
and we would have what we'd call creative hour. And I would write and I'd have other, other friends who learned languages and, you know, designed businesses. And it was really this fruitful time where we decided we're not going to be sh- these shutdowns get us down. You know, how can we move forward? And so I ended up um, taking a book proposal class. And at the end, it was this competition to submit. And those who were selected um, got a book deal. And I was not selected, but um, I was very encouraged by my teacher afterwards. She said, I really think you have something. I think you should move forward and keep writing. At the time, um, my book idea was about how to use my theater education on the Bible, because I'm a Christian. So it was like breaking down the script of scripture and how to apply our theater techniques to bring the Bible to life. And my, an agent, I submitted to agents. And this literary agent got back to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is me. <laughs> and she was like, actually, I hate your idea and I hate your writing, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I have this idea. And so as I'm like trying not to cry on the phone, she said, have you ever thought about writing about body image? And I was so taken aback because I had struggled with eating disorders since I was 12. And I obviously had not written. That was not relevant to the book proposal that I yeah. sent her. So I didn't know how she kind of knew this about me. Yeah. And I had written in my bio of this book proposal that I spent my days sitting on a rock, flipping my fin, trying not to fall off a rolling set piece because mm. I'm not allowed to say I was, and I'm not allowed yeah, to say, like, Ariel. Ariel, yeah. I'm not allowed yeah. to say that. So she said that she got this vision of this girl who looked and I'm using all all the air quotes here, you guys, yeah. that who looks like a Disney princess, but had this insecurity deeply inside mm-hmm. of her. And I was very rocked by that. And, and I said, you know, I don't really feel like this is for me, but thanks so much. And she said, if you change your mind, send me a book proposal because mm-hmm. I want one. Wow. Hung Ooh. up the phone, cried on the floor, called all my friends. And I was like, can you believe it? The audacity. Like, the audacity. And all my friends said, actually, I think that's maybe a story that you should be writing because of course they knew about my journey and my struggles. And I was hit. Um, I was in a bad place again um, because with Disney, come on, like I'm, I was playing a mermaid. I was sitting on a rock and come on, sitting down, trying to sing yeah. first off is difficult, let alone trying to have a flat stomach while trying to sing while sitting down. It's just not, not a good combination it's an unrealistic combination to uh be a you know little mermaid and mm-hmm. to not be able to use your diaphragm and all the things you need to perform well um and of course also think about this like i was in a fishbowl i was literally living with the mm-hmm. smallest most beautiful again quote unquote just um the iconic look of what women again quote which all the problems with this idea are supposed to look like right and so i was comparing myself um to the highest degree to unrealistic expectations and then putting those expectations on myself every single day and um of course in my contract for disney it says you need to remain at the weight in which you were hired Mm -hmm. and i didn't you guys I totally didn't because it was shut down it was locked down I was in a foreign country I was scared and one of the ways that my friends and I were dealing with our fear of the uncertainty and not knowing when we were going to see our families again was pizza yeah so much pizza and I I do not regret it but my body was changing my life was changing everything was in upheaval and my body reflected that and so I started to get into unhealthy habits again 
of over-exercising and under-eating and punishing my body anyway. I knew how to try to make it shrink and take up less space, which is so difficult psychologically and emotionally, especially when, again, just during a pandemic for any human, let alone being in a foreign country, not, I can't, I couldn't go home. You know, it's either I quit and I leave, but I I didn't know. It was just a scary, scary time. And I imagine you couldn't like go out into the, like you couldn't explore, you couldn't do, I I imagine this. I don't know if that was true, but like if there were shutdowns, I just imagine that you were probably holed up in your hotel room or at least in the hotel or. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so, I mean that again, like psychologically and also just like physically. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, that's tough. Yeah. Thanks, Becky. And tough for all of us. You know, we all experience this world trauma and, yeah. you know, mine was no different. Um, and so in, in January, before um, I even t- spoken to this agent, I had a moment of clarity where I said, you know what, God, I can't live this way anymore. I'm harming myself and I'm defeated and I'm over it and I'm, I'm sick of hating myself. I'm just, I'm so over devoting this time and energy to hatred of something that I should be befriending my own body. And um, so I got online, I said, I need help. And I found a nutritionist yeah. and I reached out to her and her name is Emma. Shout out Emma. Woo. And I, I told her like, oh, hey, um, I, I just need to lose a couple pounds because I work for, you know, Disney and, you know, I, well, I just need to make sure I still fit my costume. And, and she looked at, you know, my size and my height and everything. And she said, no, <laughs> I cannot in good conscience no. help you do that. You're not healthy. And I said, okay, well, it's, it's, you don't understand. It's like, it's like for my job. And so like to be employed, like, this is what I need to do. And I said, listen, like sometimes like at work, like there are weigh-ins and like, you know, I get measured all the time. I'm like, I just, I just really need help for work. And she said, no. And she said, do you, do you realize that that's not normal for the workplace? Yeah. And (laughs) you guys where I was like, you mean that most people don't have to worry about keeping their jobs if they gain weight? Yeah. What? I mean, I would love to hear from you guys. And you may have covered this on your previous podcast, but like, do you guys remember a moment either when you're getting fitted for a costume or like when you're cast in a role and you're like, I need to look a certain way or so that moment of just like, my body isn't my own. Do you, have you guys had that feeling? Of course. <laughs> and also being yeah. on the stage management side, having witnessed. Um, mm. Yeah. And having it felt happen. like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're all we've all just been we've all just been nodding. <laughs> for yeah. like three minutes straight and gina clapped again <laughs> quietly clapped in the booth <laughs> so so i had a I had an experience in college where i actually i was wrong but i thought i so i was in crucible playing abigail mm-hmm. and um we had corsets for our costumes and we had to start wearing those the first day of rehearsal but we were cast the sort of the semester before. Mm. So the casting happened, summer passed and we came back. And my assumption was that my corset was built to close completely. Okay. Right. Like it was supposed to close completely Mm. around my body. Yeah. When we got there and it didn't, I thought that I must've gained 
weight over the summer because mm. I wasn't in all of my movement classes and all my dance classes and everything all summer. So I thought, oh, I gained weight. And so now my corset has like this two inch gap. Um, and I tortured myself mm. to get that corset closed. Um, and actually like, it's kind of a funny story. It's like a sad, funny story, but it was so close to closing like right before we were supposed to have our final fittings for our costumes. And I told my friend, one of my friends, just to like pull it closed, just like anything she could just like yank it closed. And I'm not kidding. The second she like yanked it closed, I just threw up. Oh no. Whoa. Luckily I was standing over top of a trash can. Like I can't tell. I was like (laughs) bracing myself against a wall on top of a trash can. And it, it was, I mean, I have always thought of it as kind of hilarious, but it's actually kind of devastating. Yeah, yeah. It's really traumatic. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then it turns out they weren't supposed to close. I was going to say they, corsets are supposed to yeah. have a gap. Yes, they like, were supposed, they, they were supposed yeah, to have a gap. And so when I went in for my costume fitting, you know, like my final fitting right after that, um, the the woman who made the costumes was like, you don't, you didn't need to close this. Yeah, it doesn't need you- to close. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting what we'll do, you know, like I, I hope, I feel like that is going out of vogue as far as theater is considered. And I, I really hope so. The other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, um, being an aerialist that I, the, Mm. I like the sort of Disney of Ariel is Cirque du Soleil, right? And it's very similar, like what their expectations are for height and weight. Um, but beyond that, they mandate birth control for all their women performers. Whoa. Oh, like they have to be on birth control? You have to be on birth control. You no way. work for Cirque du Soleil and not be that on birth control. Is- so How is that fascinating? Legal? Yeah. It's really fascinating. But it's because they they just won't deal with the liability of a pregnant aerialist. Of course, yeah. Wow, so, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's amazing what, you know, companies can mandate or can ask for and can, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope we move away from that. But also more like strongly. as an aerialist, my body has changed so flipping much. Like Oh my gosh, my shoulders are so broad now. <laughs> what the heck happened? Like, <laughs> I can't put on my bras anymore. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm much fitter, but I'm fitter in a completely different way. Like, my shoulders and my back are like insane. And that I have never had broad shoulders. Um, so it's funny how, like, but like in an aerial world, like, having broad shoulders is completely normal and like you have you know, to right yeah, you cannot right. pull yourself up no. if you don't yeah, exactly but then like if i wanted to walk into a disney audition my shoulders are probably too broad now <laughs> like you know what <laughs> i mean so it's, it's fascinating it's completely fascinating yeah. um so is the book available when is the book available when when can What's we the title? read it yeah Thank you for asking. So right now the book um, is in book proposal stage. So my book proposal was picked up by that same literary agent whom I love and guided me correctly. And I was so so excited and proud of this book proposal that I have created and really was a step in a further step into my own healing to really be, it was cathartic to write down and say, Hey, why do I feel this way? Where were the moments 
that really formed the way that I thought about this and what are techniques that I can hold on to and use myself as well as share with my friends when we feel X, Y, or Z, because we will, because even if you're not an artist, you are, we are women in a world that tells us that we are not worthy unless we look a certain way. So I wanted to have these tools and share them. So anyway, we are in the book pitching phase. So we are pitching to the publisher. So I will definitely keep you guys posted. But my proposed title is I Call BS, Body Mm. Shame, Freedom Mm. Fits at Any Size. Mm. Yay! Claps. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for writing it. Yeah. Um, And you should follow Rena on Instagram because she posts a lot of like body positive videos and uh, like tips and tricks and stuff. And she also has like a newsletter you can sign up for. So while you wait for the book there, you know, (laughs) you can still like uh, get some Rena content. Um, Thank you. That would be amazing. I would love to share with you specifically on my email list is where I will send out every other week. So I'm not I'm not, you know like <laughs> super bomb in your inbox because I find that super annoying. So don't even worry. But just every every other week, I'm going to send a, a short piece of content to just inspire you, lift you up, and hopefully brighten your day. Um, but you can find that either through my Instagram at renaissance, R-E-N-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E, or at renanightingalehq.com. And I'd love to just partner with you. And um, this is not a journey that is meant to be done alone. And so I would love to partner alongside of you and be that cheerleader um, in person, like, feel free to reach out to me, you know, when you have those bad days of like, I feel terrible about myself or like, I, you know, whatever you need, like, I just, I've been there. I've been in all of the seats of, oh man, from, you know, binging and eating too much mm. to eating nothing and then punishing myself. Like I've been there and I just want to be a safe place to know that you are not alone. And the thing about eating disorders or eating, um, the unhealthiness of it is that it, it's a lie that convinces you you're alone. It's a lie that says you're the only one that deals with this. You are selfish to think about this. You should have figured this out already. And your body is basically betraying you in any way. And so that is something I'm so passionate about is is speaking up to say, this is something that has ruled my life for a while and not anymore, but I need help and I I will need a community. So that is another reason why I'm so passionate about hmm. speaking and writing about this topic. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny how it found you. I'm so glad it did. And oh, you're just such a cutie. I, I wish you were closer. <laughs> I want to just, I want to take you to coffee every day and just have oh you gosh, like same. be my cheerleader. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that would be amazing. I will do that. I will be your, cheer, your guys' yes. cheerleader. Just be online. <laughs> Virtual so, cheerleader. So I make a stop. And so I yes. have to come see your festival. So, you know, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, please come. That's me there. <laughs> I'm curious what the conversation was like for you to go back to that publisher. Um, the one who said, you know what, we're not interested in this story, but we would be interested in this other story. So what was yeah. that? Did you feel any like, what are the words that I'm trying to say? Um, not shame, but just like, a, oh, you were right. I do want to write this story. Or yeah. like, hey, I want to take you up. Like, what was that process like for you? My biggest fear, Becky, was that it would come across as disingenuous. I was afraid that she would think, oh, well, this girl only wants to be published. She's mm. only interested in what I can offer her. And of course, nobody wants that. And I, so I really wanted to make sure that I conveyed this true change of heart. I wanted to make sure that I conveyed the depth of my journey, that 
this journey started when I was 12. It did not start when you asked me to write something for you. And um, so that was my, my biggest fear and hope. And I think we've all encountered that when we go into auditions, right? Like when you know that you have a dream role or a dream moment or a dream opportunity to let them know, like, this is actually who I am. This is, this is a part of me that I, I know would be a good fit for you. And I just want to make sure that you can really see that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, goodness gracious. Gals getting book deals. Whoa. Hashtag <laughs> booked and blessed. You know Hashtag what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Yes. Agreed. That was my prayer for 2020. Seriously. What are we now? Two? Oh what are we now? Yep. Honestly, Lord knows. Lord knows. Where are we? We don't know when it is. What's what today is. Time is <sighs> irrelevant. <laughs> well, anything, really? any last minute thoughts before we we're we're going a little over time. That was an excellent chat. Anything else we want to ask Rena before we we head out I don't know it was just so lovely chatting with you and I mean you you just mentioned like just being genuine and I just Mm. in the 30 minutes I've known you I can (laughs) just feel that that warmth and that yeah and generosity genuineness um yeah thank you yeah Yeah, thanks Rena thanks for opening up and you guys are so inspiring and I think what you're doing is amazing and thank you for creating a space for women to talk about theater and all the aspects and yeah. and also non-women too but you know a yeah. powerhouse group of women yes. leading the way exactly <laughs> exactly and that's it's actually funny now that you mention it so i you know i keep an eye on our like analytics and stuff and um our percentages are really close y'all women are like 54 percent, and the rest is men so okay. Dudes, dudes who are, are out there, yeah, exactly. With open mind, supporting. Come on, yeah. Come on. What did you call it? Shroopies? <laughs> We're not sure. <laughs> working, working title. Working, working. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Shroompa Loompas. I still like that one. <laughs> I, I like Shrew cl- Shrew Crew. Yeah, Shrew Crew is good. I, I want to be like Shrew. Yeah, Shrew Crew. I want to be like Shrew. I want to be lecturer coming from the Disney gal. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I can't help it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rena. It was so amazing to have you. Um, Dawn, take us away. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Dawn. And I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. Join us next time for an episode with Austin Titchener of Reduced Shakespeare fame. What? Guys, I met him at the Shakespeare Theater Association Conference, and I can't wait to pick his brain. They are kind of a legend. Like, Reduced (laughs) Shakespeare is pretty famous, so whoa. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Follow Untamed Shrews on Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. We're so giggly. Keep that in. <laughs> We're the most gigglies. <laughs> All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please subscribe, leave us a review, or put us in your Instagram stories. Or do all of those. Yeah. <laughs> or all of the above. It really helps uh, people um, see our podcast. This episode of Untamed Shoes, starring Don Tucker, Becky Zaritsky, Hannah Fonts, and Renna Nightingale. Show art by Calliope Lou Decker. Podcast theme song by Cadence Lamb. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts. Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. Woo! Thanks, Renna. Bye, guys. Thank you, Renna. Bye. Bye. Bye.